if you're going that far, then yeah, technically Budweiser could be considered Ohio beer because they have <laughs> the one near your house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're like That's Ohio right. born and brewed, baby. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. I'm Michael Moyer. And I'm Kevin Murphy. All right. How's it going, Kevin? Pretty good. Uh, dad, my dad came up uh, today. And we spent the morning fishing at Alum Creek. Um, my dad was the, the, the only one to uh, actually pull fish out of there. He caught a couple of bluegill. Nice. And then uh, we kind of just hung out, got my hair cut. Um, and then afterwards, we uh, swung over to Top Golf <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hit, hit some balls. So it was, it was a good day. Now, did you eat there this time or was it still just... Uh hit some balls and have a drink or two yeah yeah we had we had um kind of a late lunch after i had eaten um or not eaten after i had gotten my hair cut um so we just got more beers we had beers at lunch and then we got more beers at top golf (laughs) (laughs) nice but man i was like really sucking today like i just (laughs) i for some reason, when I when I hit the ball, the ball veers to the right. Yeah, mine does. And too. I just I could not like no matter what I tried. I even like tried changing my my um, trajectory angle, and it would just always be like <laughs> off to the right. You know. Yeah, I always I I've golfed now twice in my life. Right. <laughs> the yeah. second time was I think a month ago or something, and I, I don't know. Did I bring it up on the show? That I I actually played nine holes with uh, my brother uh, and brother-in-law and our friend. I don't think so. I think we kind of talked about it in the IPA yeah, tasting. Okay. Yeah, just how horrible I was and stuff. But but yeah, same thing. I just shank it to the right. <laughs> my brother, my brother-in-law is just like you're, you're you're trying to force it too much, and so like when like trying to power it right, like oh I want to hit it hard, you know. And obviously, you know, you need to hit it, but. Yeah, when I started relaxing more, I could, I would get like maybe one out of six <laughs> that I felt like was like, oh, that felt like that connected like I wanted it to. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm sure like anything, the more I practice, uh, get better on it and stuff, but that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, that's what your second time to top golf or thir- you to third time? Yeah. Cause you and Melissa, have you been, with, uh, no, no, Melissa and I haven't been there to actually like play. So yeah, just the, the second time, but Man, it was like so it was like a Wednesday, uh three o'clock in the afternoon. And it was like just rocking. <laughs> I'm just like, man, life is really good for a lot of people because there's just like so many people like playing top golf right now. <laughs> well, those um, same people are looking you know. at you and your dad going, Man, those those guys are lucky too. That yeah, must be really good. Yeah. Spending a Wednesday <laughs> playing top golf. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But I mean, some of some of it was uh, you could tell it was like office parties or something. Like I think that's pretty popular. Is the the office party goes to Top Golf and you can get like catering food and like you know everybody can eat from it. What everything. time was this at? This is like three o'clock yeah. this afternoon. So like some some offices were taken off a little early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. My, um. I'm not going to lie. One of the reasons I chose the job that I took in DC, I I was offered two jobs um, from two different companies and lots of reasons why I chose one over the other. And actually the other one kind of initially 
offered me less money that I ended up taking. Uh huh. Um, but I but I was able to counter and helpful hint for everyone: always negotiate your salary. Uh, <laughs> that's the only time right. you'll you'll have that power really um, <laughs> in the company. But anyways, <laughs> one of one of the ways or one of the things that kind of pushed me over to my current company is um, when I, the my boss at the time was giving me a tour. He was showing me like mm-hmm. they had two floors and um, he's like, yeah, we have this like, um, I don't know what he called it, a terrace. And it kind of overlooked okay. DC and DC has very strict building height restrictions, thankfully. And it uh-huh. kind of keeps, uh-huh. it, it, it lets it not become this behemoth, like a thousand stories tall and stuff. So you can still see a lot of the original um, monuments and stuff. So, like, from right. my office, I could see the the top of the Washington Monument, and uh, the Capitol building and stuff. So, so even though mm-hmm. I was in the middle of the city, it was still kind of cool to be able to see it. And I was like, oh, this is really awesome. Right. And so, it was like, literally, that was uh-huh. what convinced me. Because <laughs> the other job was, like, kind of in um, on the Virginia side, and it was in the more, like, wooded area. It was a gorgeous area and stuff, but it was just kind of typical, um, mm-hmm. you know stuff so I, I was literally swayed by my view of <laughs> yeah and, and the same thing happened as that day um as we were walking back in from the terrace uh, there was a refrigerator uh, or excuse me there was a okay. refrigerator and it was just a tiny one and i was like oh that kind of, in my mind i was like oh that kind of looks like a beer fridge and he's like yeah and that's our beer fridge over there that will <laughs> cut out a little <laughs> so i was definitely in a different world of like okay yeah this office literally has a all these people in yeah. suits and like dressed to the nines are like it's four thirty time for happy hour. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I will say DC is by far the biggest happy hour place I've ever been. Like that is what okay everybody does, and places die uh-huh. at like seven o'clock. You know, like it, really. It, because just everybody's yep. gone. Yeah, because they leave hour. from work, wow. they go to their happy hour, they do their thing, and then they're just like, yeah. So you'll be in sections of DC that are like super touristy during the day, and you would think, oh, this uh-huh. is so busy during the day. It's got to be rocking until two in the morning. Nope. Like if you're there at eight o'clock, it's like quiet. It's almost like downtown Columbus, where you know the skyscrapers are. How just quiet that is, like at night. Uh-huh. You know, like it. it it's yeah, not yeah. really nightlifey. You know, um, that's kind of what uh-huh. happens in DC too. So it was it was kind of strange, but yeah, uh, definitely. Whenever I um, see people in like work attire and hanging out at a Top Golf at three o'clock, I immediately <laughs> think of <laughs> one of the reasons I chose my job. <laughs> oh man! So what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so I have an Anderson Valley out of Boonville, California. It's called Fall Hornin. Um, it's a pumpkin ale. Um, it is not bad um okay i'm st- i'm not still great. waiting I, and i need to get the two beers that you had what two episodes now that the way you described them and you're like ah that's just perfect. oh yeah i'm serious you're, you're going <laughs> to like jizz in your pants when so you, I've been, you have the they're I've been so trying good. to like avoid them because i want to kind of do some of the different ones that you know are available okay okay but everyone i've had has just kind of been yeah you know and not yeah. it, more yeah. on the meh on the good side than meh on the bad side so it's 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 definitely right. drinkable and I'm not going to say anything bad about it but it's not it's not blowing my socks off for yeah know, really anything but right right what about you I just no. I just I just hope I didn't over overplay the the warlock yeah. and the the pump yeah. king 
But I will say I drank because I had to buy a four pack. So I've drank them since that uh-huh. episode. And so it, I my my opinion of it stayed the same. Like it wasn't like, oh, I was kind of just that maybe that was the first time I ever tasted it. That's why I was just like, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> no, it's it's still yeah. really good. I think the the warlock is is. Yeah, you'll really yeah. like warlock. Um, but this evening I have uh, Great Lakes Brewing Company's Oktoberfest. It is a Marzen style uh, beer. It's a 6.5% ABV, 20 IBUs. And on uh, Untapped's website, it says an amber lager with rich malt flavors balanced by uh, noble hops. So, so what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, so I like Oktoberfests, but I feel like. There's probably only so many ways you can deviate from an Oktoberfest recipe. So I would say on the whole, they kind of just all taste about mm-hmm. the same. You know, um, I like it. I think it's good, but I it it's nothing that I'm like, you know, haven't already tasted before blown away by. Yeah. So. Hmm. <clears throat> so I um to follow up on last week's episode and saying I might spend too much money. I, I did uh-huh. officially order a phone. Um, I've already received the, the case. <laughs> it came yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's like such uh-huh. a tease. Like, we'll give you your case first. Well, and then uh, have to wait. And, and to recap, everyone, like I'm, you know, I, uh, I currently have an iPhone 10. I also have a Google Pixel 3 uh, for work. I, I, people make fun of me but i i shut off my work phone at 5 30 you know i uh-huh. everybody that i work with uses their personal number for people to get a hold of them i'm like sorry yeah you know if <laughs> i'm right. supposed to work 8 30 to 5 30 i'm done after that now if i'm on site or i'm yeah. at a conference or something I, I will you know switch and leave that phone on me all the time and stuff but yeah but anyway so yeah. i have these two phones everybody and their grandma says how amazingly uh, awesome, stupendous of a phone, uh, excuse me, of a camera the Google Pixel is. Um, uh-huh. I think it's really good. It, it, you know, I can't really tell a huge difference with 90% of the photos, right? Um, right. But where Google was definitely doing something that Apple wasn't was nighttime shots. Um is the Google Pixel would use all of the Google like um, data learning and all that stuff to make the photos really like pop and stuff. You know, it was it was doing manipulations uh-huh. to it. Um, right. So definitely one there. Um, and I as much I've tried a few times to switch to, to Android and stuff, and I I just can't completely do it. There's just a lot of things that annoy me. the 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 iPhone's uh-huh. video completely blows the pants off of any Android phone. It's not even. It's mm-hmm. not even close. And it's mm-hmm. so funny whenever you read reviews of Android phones, they, y- yes, probably most people are only taking still photos, but it's almost like the, the video is such an afterthought that it's like, well, that's nothing important. It's just, yeah, of course the iPhone has so much better video, but nobody really cares, you know? And it's like, it's, it, I don't know, it's yeah. just a weird, it's a weird bullet point that nobody ever really like chalks up. But I take so much video, especially with, you know, Lily being uh-huh. born definitely want that want the best camera all this stuff so i yeah, one of the dilemmas yeah. i had when we last talked was am i going to get the kind of same size phone i have now or i'm going to get this stupid big one the the, the max pro <laughs> right <laughs> uh, 
I just wish it was called Maxi, <laughs> like with an I on the end of it. Maxi Pro. <laughs> um, the Maxi Pro. <laughs> but um, so I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Um, I'm going to go to a phone store. There's no Apple store near me. The closest one's up by Kevin. So I'm not driving in an hour and a half just to hold a phone, right? But, but yeah. the, the new phones are essentially the same dimensions as the current ones. There's They're a little thicker and stuff, but, you know, you could get a, a very good vibe of what, what they felt like in your hands. And I was like, uh-huh. I, I really want to see if I go up to the bigger one, if I could do that, is it going to be horrible, what it feels like in my pocket. So I go to um, the AT&T store, and they don't open until 10 a.m. I'm like, well, man, they don't open until 10. So I was like, well, maybe Verizon's open. So I go to the Verizon store. I go into Verizon. <laughs> they have this like massive cage around all the iPhones. Like it's it's like <laughs> it looks like the um an alien, the like face hugger that goes around the face. That's what this thing is doing. Uh-huh. Like I don't even know how they sell this to people. And I guess maybe the iPhone doesn't need to be marketed in stores. Like people know they want the iPhone. Yeah. So I right, pick up this right. monstrosity and it's like five pounds, right? I'm like, <laughs> you okay. can't even like feel the edges or anything because it has. And I'm like, do you have one of these just like not in this ridiculous contraption so I can compare the two sizes? Yeah. And the person's like, yeah. nope, sorry. And I was just like, okay, I'll just oh go to yeah. you know, T-Mobile or AT&T. So I, I went to T-Mobile. Um, they also had a um, like a lock on it. Um, okay but it was a little less <laughs> giant but the problem was is like and you've probably seen at best buy like when they have like tablets or anything like you pull it out of the thing and there's like a, a security band attached behind of it yeah but you can still yeah. pick it up right and, yeah you know right um, right well for yeah. some reason the iphone the, the current um small iphone and the current big iphone wouldn't budge out of this cradle like they were just locked in and every other huh. phone was fine. You could pull it out and play with it and stuff. And that T-Mobile person was like, huh, I don't know why that happened. And I was like, ah, gosh darn. So, so yeah. by, by this point, <laughs> I'm driving back by AT&T and it's open. So I go into AT&T. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, where are your iPhones at? And they're like, actually, we just got broken into. <laughs> and all our, all oh our iPhones and our iPads were stolen. And I was just like, anything else? And they're like, no. And I'm like, really? Like, like there's a $1,000 Galaxy, uh, Samsung Galaxy uh-huh. right there and you know right um, so so they had no iphones and i was like well shoot i was like well do you have one that i can just like feel in my hands like i'll give you mine i'm not gonna run out with it you know like i'll, I'll exchange yeah, i yeah. just want to feel this and i i love that like i didn't think of this and none of the other store clerks saw this she's like well we have the cases that you could try though and i was like oh yeah and i was like do you have like a small thin case because i'll probably be getting the leather case and she's like sure uh-huh. so it was like a perfect thing because i was like feeling the case and even though the weight obviously wasn't there because there's no phone in it i was able to like right. kind of put it in my pocket and i was just like okay it is big but i think i'm gonna do it right so i okay. thanked her for uh-huh. thinking outside the box um she probably deserves to be the manager of of the at&t store for coming up on the yeah. quick thinking of <laughs> right <laughs> hey right. we might not have any iphones maybe she's done that so many times everybody's like hey do you have the iphone i was like no but we have the cases uh, we all yeah. of our iphones got stolen <laughs> two days ago oh my god um apparently apparently that must be a, a pretty regular thing if like all of these stores had like these cages on it giant and, and, and that's the cages. thing is all the other phone brands i mean maybe the high-end uh, samsung phones probably have these same like these like claws on them 
but like all uh-huh. the iPhones uh-huh. are just like I was like what <laughs> this is ridiculous yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah so I ordered I ordered it in white um got the big one um got a blue leather case never had a blue leather case so it's kind of funny reading about the leather cases is because <clears throat> anybody that has leather know that knows that leather wears over time you know and gets mm-hmm. you know that worn look and stuff um and i will see people complain about their leather cases color changing like oh it's getting dark and then somebody will reply be like yeah. oh that's a known issue never buy apple leather cases and then like it finally takes somebody person to be like hey dumbasses that's what happens <laughs> to, to like leather yeah. you know like <laughs> unless if you're like yeah. treating it and like you know trying to keep it as perfect as possible and stuff but it's like mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah it should come got the case should come on friday so we'll see nice. um all the reviews came out yesterday and everybody's gushing over the the cameras and stuff so it, it does seem right. like i hopefully made a it, my my justifying to myself and to katie that we need these phones for the cameras for lily <laughs> <laughs> seems like it like it might be worth it but uh yeah yeah it was, yeah it was a it was a lot of money to to stomach but i hopefully it'll be worth it right and it's kind of funny because i have this thing that when i spend a lot of money it's almost like spending more money is easier right like it, it, a perfect example okay. is when every time I, i'm paying for a car payment like you know i'm paying for my escape right now and stuff like yeah. i am so much yeah. more open to searching for a new car but the second like i pay that escape off i will be like nope i love saving you know four hundred dollars a month uh-huh. or you know uh-huh. like same thing happened with my civic for years after i paid my civic off in four five years for like the first three or four years, I was like, ooh, I should just trade it in and get something more expensive and stuff. But then the second I paid it yeah. off, I was like, man, it's really <laughs> nice not having this $300 a month payment, you know? Like, right, and so it's almost right. like when I bought the iPhone and I was just like, I just spent this money and I don't even have this thing in my hands yet, but I'm, I'm sitting in the basement and... I think I've brought up that the basement, I, or at least I've brought it up to you, Kevin, that the basement would just get to me. Like there was no trim on the f- floor. Yeah, and so like, yeah. I was just like, Oh, I'll just add trim. And then it's all these things. So, um, last night I, I drew out my plans for the basement and I'm, I'm thinking I really, really want to pursue getting it like renovated to a certain extent. Like, redo okay. the kitchen yeah. redo the bathroom down here um right and just to remind everybody we have a second kitchen in the basement but it's just kind of a hodgepodge of things previous owners collected from like lowe's before yeah so like get rid of all that stuff kind of make it like a usable space i mean it's usable now but like make it like a coherent uh space you know um not like an yeah yeah um so yeah i spent way too long uh drawing that out and i, I feel like i would love to have all my like what started with graph paper back in high school um remember mm-hmm. i'd have you just come over to my house and i would just like clean my room and like rearrange it and stuff <laughs> do, do you remember that oh yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah I, I i i would literally like be like hey kevin do you want to come over and hang out and i was like you don't have to do anything but i'm just going to clean my room and kind of move stuff around <laughs> right <laughs> and it's right. kind of it was kind of the progenitor to this podcast because it's just like i needed someone to talk to you know so i was just like uh-huh. we should have just been recording that back then we could have had are you ready for another right. <laughs> like, capri sun or something you know <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so 
how like would are you talking like a full like remodel uh, like where you would you would change the layout of the downstairs yeah, yeah. so prob- add rooms that are yeah, not there prob- yeah probably add rooms. rooms that are there um and and just to describe like uh, the basement's pretty much finished except for like you know i mean it has walls drywall everything doors etc the, the ceiling's mm-hmm. finished all that type of stuff so it's not a a typical basement with the everything open and stuff but there's certain things that are weren't finished. So all the closets that are in the basement are like open to the foundation. Don't have any flooring. Uh-huh. Um, the the um, uh, wood is exposed on the inside. So stuff like that, I would like to get finished. Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, the right. other thing that I'm I'm really looking into is <laughs> I I don't like being able to hear people upstairs, right? Um, and. Uh-huh my ceilings are tall enough that I could like literally drop the ceiling like two feet and like really soundproof it and stuff. But just looking into that, right. it's so stupid expensive. And I'm like, I don't really want need to spend $20,000 just to, you know, soundproof the upstairs from the basement. Right. Uh-huh. Um, right. But so I was reading about this, this material um, and I reading reviews on it. It's like, Oh, it actually works really well it's called green glue it is a noise proofing compound but essentially what you do if you have a finished wall or a finished ceiling like the basement would be perfect for it right is you 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 use this glue you cover the entire Mm -hmm. surface area of what you're trying to put the barrier up so in my instance it would be the ceiling okay entire ceiling would be covered in this green glue and then you put another round of drywall up and you finish that so there's two layers okay. of drywall. In between the drywall right. is this green glue. And this green glue okay. is supposed to create kind of like this this barrier that that absorbs sound um differently than just uh-huh. drywall would. Drywall just generally lets it shoot right through and stuff. And so it, right, it's it's right. a cheaper solution. I mean, it's not gonna be perfect, right? I mean, I'm sure if I was rocking with my subwoofer crank to, you know, a lot, you'd still hear it and stuff, but but it's like yeah, I just don't yeah. want to hear people's conversations and stuff uh, so i, I mm-hmm. went down that rabbit hole and i'm like oh, i'll do this and then you know like <laughs> build this wall here and we'll have this wall here and we'll make this into another room and right have a thing here and stuff and uh i i think i might have katie on board but <laughs> 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 oh man yeah so it's i don't know i this basement is an ever um thorn in my side because that's where my office is and yeah it's just it, it it's it's not where I want it to be, and I, I constantly get the feeling that I need to be moving stuff. I just move my desk again uh, for like the fiftieth time. Um, you know, it's it's just it, it never feels done. And you know what's weird is when I was in a tiny apartment with <laughs> six hundred square feet, I never did any of uh-huh. this because there was only one way you could put stuff. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> right because you didn't right. have room. And now that I had this massive uh-huh. basement with. 1500 square feet down here i'm like let's yeah. just do this it's like a giant game of tetris constantly filling yeah. it with junk <laughs> well i i think i think what's what's hard with your basement is it's essentially just a giant yeah. room i mean there's the doors that divide mm-hmm. the barn barn doors that divide the the two sides but there's really no like kind of defined mm-hmm. spaces yeah. so to speak and so i i could see why that's yeah. a struggle with of like well, what if I put the desk over yeah. here as opposed to like if it was an actual yeah. like room? Yeah. So I think what you need to do is to design like a guest room, 
a office room and then like a, I don't know, hangout room or something like that. Like those three defined spaces. Yeah, so essentially what I'm thinking is um, where I'm at right now next to the barn doors, this is going to be an off. So we've always thought about the barn door side with the kitchen and the bathroom. That's like an apartment and that could be like a true apartment. Uh Uh-huh. That we could rent out, right? Right. Um, so what right. I think is going to happen is where the barn doors, the barn doors going to go away. Where the barn doors are, we have double wide glass doors that aren't being used right now. And then right where uh-huh. I'm sitting will be like an extra bedroom. Um, and so where the barn doors would be like your entrance into the bedroom. Not going to be a big bedroom, but it's just going to okay. be a bedroom that could have like a queen size bed, have a closet off to the side, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that would completely close off the the apartment. So that way, if we did rent it okay. out, I mean, we'd still have a door to go to the laundry room and stuff and everything. But what that would give, um, if we ever rented out the apartment, would be, hey, you can lock that door. It's completely separate if it needs to be from us. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the other half of the basement where my desk used to be and everything, that is like could be a part of the, the other thing. And then we still have our guest room back there and stuff that, that has the, the guest stuff and everything. So, yeah, similar to what you're saying, but it's like, I think the goal would to be, you know, the apartment would be the, the, the massive room. Like, you, you could theoretically have a living room and a, a small dining area in the apartment with the kitchen, you know, right? And then you have the bathroom. Uh-huh. And then you have this little bedroom off to the side. So, so we could rent it out as, like, a single bed bedroom apartment or something, you know, for a college student or something or if needed. You know? Right. Or right. nanny. Like, that was the original idea is, like, hey, we could have a... a a um au pair right that's going to school and we would exchange hey you watch lily for cheap rent or for no rent right like and you just uh-huh. live with us uh-huh. and stuff but, but right we'll, we'll see i don't know i i redesigned this downstairs like a thousand times and stuff yeah. <laughs> 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 all right can we have one more piece of follow-up from last episode uh, before we continue okay. on your uh, journey out west, um, so um, what did you think of Captain America, the the first Avenger? <laughs> okay, so let me break this down to you. I was had a hundred percent intentions of watching it. I was going to watch it Sunday night, and then Sunday night we got busy and it didn't happen. And then I was thinking, like, oh, I can watch it like on Wednesday, like right before that way, everything will be like fresh in my head and I can discuss it. But then this then kind you, of, then my, you went to my top dad golf. coming up. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to top golf and I didn't have time to watch a two hour and five minute movie or whatever it is. So <laughs> it, is a, a, it is 124 I'm, minutes. So what? Two hours and four minutes. <laughs> okay. Two hours, yeah. four minutes. So you can at least know I did research in, you know, I'm just not blowing smoke up your ass. I was really trying to watch it. Um, but it will yeah. happen that I, I will watch it and then we'll discuss uh-huh. it All right. next next. I'd just episode. like to point out that uh, our very first true homework on this show, and Kevin fails miserably at it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking passed the test, okay? Oh, but barely. You know what you got. Hey, what did I get? F plus. <laughs> Click. My second beer is Samuel Adams, the OG of craft beer, and it is their Oktoberfest. And it says Rich Balance Traditional Marzen. 
what's funny is I think this is what week number two that we've done this, but my second beer is also Sam Adams uh, Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of it? I like this one better than the first one. And I think so. The first one just kind of had a, um, I mean, it just didn't seem like there was a whole lot going on. This one kind of has like, like a spicy, like I can taste like some spiciness mm-hmm. to it. And so that's why I was just like, when I took a drink, I was like, hmm, yeah, this, this, you know, this is uh, a little bit yeah. different. I, I think no, I like I this. 100% agree. Uh, first taste definitely was like, okay, don't know what it is, but it, this is, this is speaking to me more, right? Right. Uh, than the, 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 the right. last one that I had. Um, so let's check out some of their stats. Um, uh, thank you, Sam Adams, for putting your calorie in, uh, <laughs> on your yeah. beer. Like it, it's so difficult. Most of the time, I try and find um, when when I'm calorie counting and um, like carb counting uh-huh. and stuff is I try and find the highest something will be. Like let's let's say that right. Sam Adams. If I looking in my app that I use, it, it obviously. Uh, generally you can scare the bar- scan the barcode on most foods and it'll pop populate the nutritional value right or it should anyways uh-huh. Uh-huh. um a lot of beers don't have that right because they're small microbreweries so if it's a stout i will try and find like the heaviest stout i can on my lucid app it, it, in that okay. way i'm hoping that it, it, if a stout's 300 calories right like the heaviest stout I'm hoping that the stout I'm drinking is really only 200 calories, you know, but like, right. I'd rather right. over calculate how many calories I'm having than under calculate. And on uh same Adam's website, 187 calories for this bottle and I'm splitting it with Katie. So thank you, Sam Adams for being a larger uh, company. <laughs> yeah. I was at Melissa and I were at a, a restaurant recently and on their beer list, they actually had the calories beside every single yeah, beer that nice. they offered. I don't think I have ever seen that mm-hmm. before, but there was like one of them. Now, granted, it was a mead. Mm-hmm. It was like a blueberry something <laughs> yeah. mead. And it was like 480 <laughs> calories. And this this was not uh, 16 ounce. It was like a they served it in like a six oh, wow. ounce or yeah, something that like is- that. So it was 480 calories of six ounces. Of <laughs> well, this when mead. you're in the Siberian um, snow desert, and yeah. you know you're like, all I brought with me was this jug of mead around my dog, you know, his neck and stuff. <laughs> you need to get those calories. Let's yeah. look at their <laughs> uh, right. the hops in this um, Oktoberfest, just because, like Audrey had mentioned. Hey, you know, start looking at the hop varieties and maybe you'll find uh-huh, something that you uh-huh. like. No idea how to say these words. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it does look like Old English to me, and it's probably some type of German hop, uh, but it's okay. T-E-T-T-N-A-N-G, Tetnang, Tetnang. And it's funny because then the second word is essentially th- that same word, but with E-R at the end. So it's Tetnong, Tetnonger. <laughs> <laughs> and then Halatur. Uh, I'm not even going to say it. Yeah, yeah, I should. But, okay. And these are all the yeah, hop there's, varieties? Yeah, there's two, and, two hop varieties um, halfway down on the page that I looked. But man, yeah, it's those definitely have to be German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm digging this one. Good job, Sam Adams. 
I do like Sam Adams. I think, yeah. it, it, you know, I think we've brought it up before, but they um, do like to be considered a part of that, the, 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 the micro beer revolution, right? And uh-huh. I mean, heck, uh-huh. even at the first Ohio Brew Week back in 2006, Sam Adams was there. Their um, head brewer um, was like presenting. Because they have a, uh-huh. they brew out of Cincinnati, I think. So technically, they were allowed okay. to be. I mean, you know, it was one of those things. If right, Brewdog's right. allowed to be in Ohio Brew Week, then it, Sam Adams could be too. Because you know they have a a brewery out of Cincinnati or wherever they they huh. do their stuff. Um, but if you're going that far, then yeah, technically Budweiser could be considered Ohio beer because they have <laughs> the one near your house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's right. They're That's like Ohio right. born and brewed, baby. <laughs> Yeah, every now every now and then, if if the winds are right, I so I live uh, relatively close to uh, the Budweiser plant in uh, northern. Uh, yeah, so so don't 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 be creepy, everyone. They're gonna start looking for where, where's where's this Kevin Murphy live up by the Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so every now and then you'll get if the winds are right, you'll get uh, you'll you'll smell the the like yeasty. You'll smell that in the air. I thought you were gonna say you um, smell the the delicious flavor of stale Budweiser that's been sitting on the bar. For yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Last week you left off. You made a journey out west. You talked about yep. your first two legs of the journey. You teased mm-hmm. the listeners by saying it was just getting started and right, it was just going right. to keep going up from there. So yeah. Yep. Take us on our journey. Okay. So the beginning of the third leg of, of this journey, and this third leg consists of going from Lake Powell is, is where I left you, uh, all the way up to Moab, which Moab is in like the central eastern part of Utah. So we take off from Lake Powell, and it was early in the morning, and we have to drive about 135 miles to like our first stop. So we, we gas up our car um, and I'm driving at the time. So gas up the car, drive 135 miles. And our first stop is the visitor center in Monument Valley. And so we pull in and it's actually, um, so it was funny because our um, mother-in-law, she, has a like senior pass. And so that essentially lets you get into um, uh, national parks for free. And so we pull up to this monument Valley and it's a not, it's not a national park. It's part of like the Navajo. um, I think it's like a Navajo lands or something like that. And so I asked the woman and, you know, I understand she probably gets this question a thousand times a day. But I said about the senior pass and she's just like, we're not related to the like she was like very snappy with me, like very offensive that I thought we were part of the, the national parks and not the, the actual Navajo. Well, how land. much was it to get in on the Navajo side? Uh, I think I think it was like thirty five dollars, forty dollars a car, something like now, that. Now, I will say, Kevin, so, did you not, know not you were going bad. into Navajo territory here and stuff like or were you still thinking you were a part of like the national park? Yeah, I was well, I didn't really know exactly like what what constitutes national park because there's so many yeah. things. There's so many signs, there's national yeah. forests, 
There's national parks. Yep. There's, you know, this and that. and that. So, yeah. anyways, we get to the Monument Valley, and it is really, really cool. So, anybody that's probably ever seen a picture of the West is probably seeing the picture of what I was standing in front of. And it is three of what they call buttes. And so like the definition of a butte is an isolated hill with steep, often vertical sides and a small, relatively flat top. A butte are smaller landforms than mesas, plateaus, and tablelands. So there's these like three buttes kind of all in a row. And it's this beautiful, beautiful panoramic view. And so we, you know, we, we, we stop there. We take pictures. Uh, we go into the gift shop. I actually buy, like, I never, like, buy, like, CDs or anything. But I just felt like I needed music. Like, I needed music to complement, like, this journey that we are on. And so, like, I bought some Native American flute music, just, like, a random CD. Like, I there was, like, probably six of them. And I just, like, oh, that one looks good. So buy that CD. Now was that and the, we take off the, again. The flute sounds that we played in the last episode. Did you, that was that from that CD. That was not uh, from that CD. I wish I could say <laughs> that that was, but it wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. For <laughs> I was just like, that was really cool, Kevin. I thought you just found some random Native American flute playing, and uh, but no, you actually bought the CD and sent me the track. But yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but that that kind of that that what sparked my um wanting to to include that because i just feel like you know that music kind of adds to to this type of landscape mm -hmm. oh yeah, that yeah you're yeah. on so we we continue along and we are on u.s route 163 and we're we're going along and it's just beautiful red rocks these big buttes these these mesas in, in the background and there's this long stretch of road. Now, at this point, there had been lots of long stretches of road. And so we're driving along, and my sister-in-law was trying to find... So the Navajo are really um, really known for like their turquoise, uh, turquoise mm -hmm. jewelry. And so she was trying to find something, but all of the stuff in the gift shop just kind of looked like, eh, you know. And, um, but every now and then there would be these, uh, just like people like pulled over on the side of the road selling yep, stuff. Yep. And, um, it was funny cause Matt actually made a Joe dirt reference of, uh, snakes and smirklers. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so anyways, there's these people, they weren't selling snakes and sparklers. They were selling jewelry. And, um, so my mother-in-law was just like, well, maybe we should stop at like the next one we see. And so like I'm driving and it's a long stretch of road and like I so every now and then you'll see these pull offs and, and that's very common out there is just a spot for you to pull off and, and get out of your car. And and, and to paint a, 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 a different picture of this is it's like it is when you see these tents and setups with with the Navajo people, it's literally like here's a pull off and. They they got a table out with like a tent and stuff. It's not like fancy, yeah, or anything at all. Right, it, it is, right. and there might be five people there. There might be thirty people there, yeah. but it it is almost mm -hmm. like a, mm -hmm. a flea market um, that you would see in Southeast Ohio. Of like, just it's very makeshift. Like, hey, let's just set up here today, right? Like, yeah, 
Um, yeah. You're lucky yeah. if there's like, like, like a bathroom near there, but there's probably not, you know. Uh-huh. No, no. It's like literally they pull up their pickup truck and have a table and a, a tent to keep the sun off them. Like that's that's it. So we're driving down this long stretch of road and there's these pull-offs and there's lots of, you know, people stopped at this pull-off and I am like I am eastbound and down like literally I am <laughs> I am I'm doing about 80 miles an hour, you know. Um and I look at my rearview mirror and I immediately see these people like get into the center of the road and I'm just like what are those people do like I'm just all I'm imagining is like all the people that died in the Grand Canyon trying to get that perfect Instagram shot and then end up fa- falling at into the Grand Canyon. So I'm like, are these people like laying down in the road because they want to get like the best Instagram shot ever? And then so like the next pull off, which was like maybe a half a mile from from that point that I saw these people laying down, there was a a Navajo uh, selling jewelry. And my mother-in-law was like, "Uh, stop here. I want to go see if they have anything, you know, that's that's worthy of buying. And so I, I pull over to the pull off and she jumps out. I jump out and Matt jumps out because when we would stop like that, it was just like a lot of times I felt like I needed to like see it from from the outside. Like I, I needed to get out of the car and like see this amazing landscape. And so I'm standing there and I'm taking, you know, I, t- I, I took one or two pictures and I'm looking down this long stretch of road that that we had just come down and I'm like. I just had like this deja vu moment and like, I've seen this before. I don't know where, I don't know if I'm just like, you know, some, sometimes like they say deja vu, it's just like your brain, like, like messing up and like, you know, it's not that you've actually seen it before. It's just like, it's how it's internalizing the, the visuals and stuff. What I've read is it's, it's how your memories are formed. They, they said, it's it's kind of a joke because like in the matrix that they called the glitch in the system right and it's supposed to be the matrix students right but it's kind of similar Uh it's your brain trying to form that memory and it's kind of messing up the synapses firing in your Uh brain kind of have a hitch right and so you're like whoa whoa." right and so it's it's almost like it's being regurgitated back to you where it's like that's why you're like this feels so familiar it's because you're experiencing it as your brain is messing up this memory yeah right right so I had this kind of deja vu experience, but I also had a hunch of where I had seen this before. And so fast forward to what once we actually get to the hotel that night and I was able to get on like Wi-Fi, it just so happens that where I was standing was the last scene in Forrest Gump when he is running and he decides that he does not want to run anymore. I was stand. I was standing on that exact spot where that was filmed. So I thought that was just really fucking cool because number one, I didn't even know that that we were there when we were there. But also, I was able to get a picture of it. You know, th- to say yes, I was really there when we were standing there. So, anyways, I played. I I, I compared the picture to to the scene in Forrest Gump. Um, it's definitely it, you know, even if you search on, on Google, it says it's, it's, you know, us one, one sixty three that this is, this is where it was filmed at. Um, so anyways, I thought that was just 
it, it just kind of blew my mind because that whole like I think I've seen this before and I was able to kind of like put it all together and then it ended up being like a famous like film you know spot so I think I missed it was this is where you stopped to buy the t- Navajo turquoise piece was around here is that what made you like right think about it yeah that's what yeah that's what we actually and that's why everybody was just out in the middle of the road okay cuz they were trying to probably recreate the, the, the forest yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly so i was able to kind of put it all back together and uh yeah so those people laying down in the road were probably i don't know ma- major movie buffs or yeah. something like that and they wanted to get that you know cuz the the shot that i have is not standing in the middle of the road looking straight yeah. down it's kind of like i'm off to the side a little bit yeah, yeah. but you can you can definitely I'm surprised you, you can see it there's not a stand there that they're capitalizing on that like here here's the red hat that he's wearing here's a beard and a wig yeah, that you can wear yeah. um you know like <laughs> right but but you kind of wonder like who who would be making yeah. money off of that because it's just like it's just like a, a state yeah. road you know i don't know so so was this a part of the national park at that point or is this just the road to another place and stuff yeah this this was essentially just the road that that snakes through what they call monument yeah, Valley. okay all right so because um, well, what yeah. why i'm asking is it's funny that like um I never knew the difference between national parks and national forests until I started working in DC. Cause it, like one of the first things uh-huh. we, we did was for the national forest service. And it, I, I just, I guess I never even thought about it. I was just like, there's the same thing, right? They're interchangeable, but there, there right, is differences. Right. Like national parks are preserved mm-hmm. things. National forests can be used by anyone. Um, like agricultural reasons, you, you have people that own bison uh-huh. and stuff can graze it and all that type of stuff and everything and stuff. So, right. so I asked about, and I, I shared a link on these differences. If anyone wants to read much deeper into what they actually are, but, um, <clears throat> the, why I asked was to me, that seems like a good opportunity for someone just to set up shop and be like, yeah, get your Forrest Gump memorabilia right here. <laughs> you know, you could. Yeah. And there's like, right. they have like 50 extras that can run behind you and you can recreate it. And then, like, you know, they right. can have the guy with the <laughs> yellow t shirt that you can wipe your face and make the, the smiley face. Right. And- <laughs> right. But, but yeah. But it was just funny because I'm just like, what are those people doing in the road? And then we end up stopping and it ends up being like <laughs> this really iconic yeah. film. Uh, scene and Forrest so Gump. So I, I shared the Forrest Gump scene, and I'm like watching the scene right now, and so I'm, I'm picturing Kevin there and stuff. But what's funny to me is I'm also picturing just the logistics of. I'm sure this scene or this area has probably been used in photography or other movies and stuff, yeah. just because it is very picturesque, uh-huh. right? Like the the road goes on for miles. The in the background, those buttes are there and stuff. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just love the idea of this film crew. Getting all set up, they have like a hundred extras riding behind Tom Hanks, uh-huh. and then behind this shot is literally probably another hundred film crew people with all their stuff. Yeah, their crane doing the right. shot and stuff. Like it's like it's such uh-huh. a, such a uh-huh. juxtaposition from the the shot of the beauty of of the background and stuff. It's, it's right, and and so it, it makes me wonder, like, did they actually have to shut down that road for a couple hours to film that? Like, because that's just. Uh, you know that's just a normal road like people use that all the time yeah. so i just wonder if they're like hey between nine and 
you know, 11 this road, you can't get down this road. So I, I, I doubt if, if you'd be able to find any information on that, but I don't know. I'd be curious to know how that shot was actually, uh, (laughs) actually filmed now granted on our journey after I hopped back in the vehicle, Melissa's mom did find some jewelry that she bought from this Navajo woman on the Mm -hmm. side of the road. We jump back in the car and the whole time I was driving, I know Matt had some tricks up his sleeve. He kept on alluding to something, but I didn't know what he was alluding to. Um, but I was just like, whatever. Like, you know, I'm I'm the driver. I'm responsible for all these people. I'm I'm essentially following, you know, like what the, you know, the, we, you know, we're looking at paper maps, but we're also following the GPS. Um, so I'm driving. Wait, along, wait, wait. Let, let, uh, let this, me. Let me guess what's going to happen. Okay. Ben Folds was doing a pop-up concert <laughs> at one of the buttes, and Matt was just like, yeah, just let's just go over there. Let's just go over there. And, uh, oh. No. That was, that was not <laughs> that what happened. Amazing, <laughs> yeah, like a little pop-up yeah, he's concert. Like, only eight people know about it, uh, because nobody would be out right, here at this right. point right now. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the <laughs> desert. So anyways, driving along, I just do to do falling. And so like real quick, Matt's just like, Kevin, turn here, 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 here. And I'm like, I'm like on the brakes to slowing down. And I turn, turn to the left down off the impaved, you know, the, the mm-hmm. pavement road into a dirt road. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he said, he said, you kept on talking. You want to take this SUV off road. I got it for you. So we just entered what they call the Valley of the Gods Road. And so it is a 16-mile long dirt road in the literally middle of nowhere. There is nothing around us. And so I turned the SUV into 4x4 mode. And, you know, there's signs that even say, like, do not drive this when there's been heavy rains because some of the parts of the road are like dried up riverbeds that will flood out like when when there's been heavy rains and stuff mm-hmm. like that but it was absolutely amazing so was there because, any um uh hesitation for many of the other passengers in the car to do this absolutely cuz <laughs> <laughs> cuz my initial thought yeah. is Kevin I you know I I know what vehicles you've driven and stuff I'm 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 wondering your experience with with off-roading but not uh, just uh off-roading but also driving a Yukon XL and like do you know where the spare is <laughs> like <laughs> if anything like yeah. that happens you know that'd be immediately what's right, going through my right. mind okay if we get stuck in this 16 mile journey five miles in uh-huh. is it is it busy is it you know is it gonna be do we have cell right. signal you know <laughs> yeah so so no we didn't have cell signal i mean it was it was probably not the smartest move <laughs> i i will say that but i felt as the driver that i needed to assure my passengers <laughs> just like a captain like a would captain, that captain, everything my captain Everything would be no, wait, okay. Wait, okay, wait. Because we just talked about Tom Hanks, Kevin looks into the rearview mirror and says, "Look at me. I'm the captain now." Yeah. Right, go on with the story. <laughs> okay. 
So this off-road trail, it, it it's not like super intense. It's not like you need. I mean, we at at certain points we saw like cars, like two wheel drive yeah, cars. Okay. You know, it's it's not anything like crazy crazy. But you know, there's no guardrails. There's there's no nothing. There's steep embankments. You 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 got to be cognizant yeah, oh, yeah, of yeah. what you're doing. Um, so we're driving along. It, but the the landscape is just absolute, just absolutely amazing. I mean, because you just feel like you're kind of one with nature. Like for the first time, you are just out in it. You're not on, you know, you're not on a park or or something. You know, you're just in so nature. Did uh, obviously Matt was kind of planning on this, right? Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, did was he like? Did he read about it before? Did or was it just something that he came across or? Like, did, did he tell you, like, what? No. So he, so I, previous to this event happening, I kept on joking that our car had four-wheel drive, and if we needed to go off-road, we could go off-road. Uh, because there's lots of off-road, <laughs> you know, in, in that area. So he was up early one, one morning, and he was searching <laughs> Google, and he found this, uh, like post from a dad or something and says, I have two teenage boys. What can I do to like get them out of their iPads? Yeah. And so somebody suggested driving the 16 mile route through the Valley mm. of the Gods. <laughs> so that's how he discovered you, you, like, it. Walk but in he the never room and he's like, me. shuts the laptop real quick. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah. Sorry, walking on yet. He's like, no, it wasn't that. I was doing something else. Secret. <laughs> right, right. Kevin just shared some photos and I'll I'll make them the, the, the episode pictures and stuff. Kevin, I, I can't believe I forgot to ask, but d- did you end up running a camera for this trip through lens rentals? So I did not. And I was super bummed about it. But here's here's what had happened <clears throat> is I I waited to the last minute and I told I, you know, I, I told Melissa, I said, I, I think I want to rent this camera. And she's like, yeah, that that's fine, but you probably should do it soon because, you know, we're we're less than I think we were four days out or something like that. And and Leds Rentals doesn't want you to, like, send it to mm-hmm. a hotel like they yeah. really recommend you sending it to a house. So I would I would have had to send it to our house here in Ohio. Um, and then so I started putting everything in the cart. And by the time I got shipping the insurance on the whole kit. The whole kit ended up being like four hundred and fifty dollars, and so I was just like, ah. I just I couldn't stomach it, you know, because I'm like, you know, my iPhone takes really mm-hmm. good photos. We have our other mm-hmm. Nikon that's been all around the world that actually has GPS in it that geotags the pictures. So I was just like, and and then and then I debated. I said, well, maybe I'll just get a lens for my Nikon. But then the problem with my Nikon is, is there's like dirt or something on the image sensor. And so like I, it's been there a while and it's always like, you know, nobody else would notice it. But I'm like, why am I spending $200 for a week to get this lens when the image sensor has dirt on it? Mm-hmm. So I just basically just said... You know, we got the iPhone, we got the Nikon point and mm-hmm. shoot. 
We'll just we'll these just are a lot of excuses, that. Kevin. I I know you're justifying it to yourself, but like you were so excited about it. I know, but it was like four hundred and fifty dollars, uh-huh. and then and then I would have had to like take it on the plane uh-huh. with me. So that was like uh-huh. another. These were all thing. things we you know we had I discussed. Probably- <laughs> and four hundred fifty dollars for the best photos you will ever see in your life is yeah. Not- <laughs> <laughs> that much money in my mind um right. now you can convince len reynolds like hey i do want to ship it to a hotel they'll yell at you and say we don't like that right but you'll be like well i'll get the insurance you know and okay um, they'll be more okay. okay with it right because um, right but but right. if you do that you need to contact the hotel talk to their hotel manager first and say this is what i want to do can you can I verify that you know when I ship it to the hotel, it's not attention Kevin Murphy, it's attention uh-huh. uh, Sarah Smith, right? Who's the hotel manager, right, right? By way of Kevin Murphy or whatever it is and stuff, and then they'll do it. But yeah, no, I, you know, I all all your um, you know reasons for not doing it makes sense, but at the same time, yeah, uh, the iPhone does not compare your Nikon. Right. Does no, not I, I know. Yeah, like, like I, I really, sh- I really struggled with it because so it, and, and the thing was, is because it started out as, okay, $250. That's nothing. But then after everything, I'm like, it's like 450 and I'm just like, I don't know. You know, like at that point, I'm like, is it worth, is, is that worth it? Like how much? Well, I, I, I here, here's it, 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 you know, it's, hindsight is 2020 i'm just saying for the future right if you ever do a, a trip uh-huh, like this type uh-huh. thing and it, and it comes back to my um you know dilemma with the five years from now when i'm looking at photos of my daughter lily i want to make sure they are the best possible that i could have at that moment in time right and it, like you know some of these shots are are you know, good and stuff like the one you sent. Like, I mean, that's a good photo and stuff. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. like, it, it's just you're probably not going to be back there again. You know, and right, yeah, yeah. I realize that. It, I mean, this really was a once in a lifetime yeah. trip. I just, and, I the the level of intensity that we went out. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, so you don't, I don't do think we could ever do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. anyways, my recommendation is the next time. Um, uh, not next time you go there, but the next time you do a kind of fancy trip is, yeah, uh-huh. don't worry about all the negatives of the thing. Try and focus on the positives of the thing. Like, like, right, I do the same right. thing. I'll be like, ah, oh, just so much easier. And then when I'm there, I'm like, oh man, you know what? I'm really glad I brought this thing. Not even a camera. Right. But I, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I have this little like, um, three legged tripod for the iPhone or for just any phone. It just holds a phone. Uh-huh. And I would always be like, oh, I don't want to bring it with me. And but every time I had it, I was just like, oh, it was so worth the inconvenience of carrying this thing. It's it's not very big. It's maybe eight inches tall. But what's nice about it is right. it's a tripod for phones, but the legs are bendable. So I could like wrap it around things. And like once we were going to uh, taking the ferry from Seattle to Bainbridge Island, which is like a 35 minute ferry ride. Uh-huh. I attached uh-huh. my phone to the railing and had the entire trip time lapsed 
And so I have I have this. Okay. It, it was this thing that I'd always like joked about wanting to do. Yeah, I kind of held my phone, uh-huh. but my hands would be shaking, and then I'd get tired for holding a phone for thirty five minutes. Right. I just right. sat there while my phone was attached, and it was like one of those things that I was like, I watched that video not all the time, but every time I come across, I'm like, it was so worth that hassle to bring that stupid yeah, thing that yeah. like i didn't want to bring because i was like no i won't bring it this time or i won't do it this time right but, right um, so anyways um yeah not not to shame you i mean it is a lot of money 450 dollars to do that so it's like yeah your reasons are all very sound and they make sense and stuff but i definitely highly highly right. highly encourage you the next big trip you do to just uh-huh. you know try it you know try it once if it doesn't right. work out and you're like you know that was definitely not worth it you're out four hundred dollars yeah. Uh, yeah 50 years from now right. what's four hundred dollars right. uh versus you know yeah so. yeah yeah it just it it was it was such it was it real i mean you could ask melissa it was such a tough call because then like i i didn't want to spend the money on on the camera rental but then i was just like well i still have the d60 i could get a really nice like wide angle lens for that and then I was just like, I, I don't know. And that, you know, and so then I was just like, ah, just do the iPhone and the the little point and shoot. You and should look in. There's got to be still camera shops around in Columbus, like legitimate camera shops, not not, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Walgreens. But you, you should take your Nikon in there and say, I have this spot somewhere on the sensor. Right. Um, you know can you do a cleaning and they'll be able to fix it like it's i i would just uh-huh. take it in there uh-huh. get it fixed that that removes a anxiety point that you have uh for renting it Th- then you can rent a really nice lens and then you'll be like hey melissa that kit lens i have with a camera right now throw it into the ocean <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> because i realize what i've been missing for the last 15 years <laughs> it was funny because melissa melissa even said uh so after i kind of nixed the 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 sony rental um she was just like well she was just like could you just get a lens for your your camera and i was like yeah i i could do that and then I was just like, yeah, I, I, I was just like, yeah, I think, I think these lenses on lens rental, um, like these nice wide angle, like fast lenses. I, I, you know, I was just like, th- this is me having a conversation mm-hmm. with Melissa, but I was just like, I think they're like a couple hundred dollars. So, so maybe if they're less than, um, you know, what the the lens rental would, I'll just, I'll just buy that lens. You know, I'll buy the lens for the Nikon. And I looked mm-hmm. up like the the two like wide angle lenses, and one was like thirteen hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and one was like twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, "Nope, that that gotta get. I'm not gonna well, buy those." That's lenses. why there's a company so. called Lens Rental that rents you fancy lenses, <laughs> and and the, and the reason you know you you could, and it's one of those things where they lock you in, right? Like, um, if you buy that fifteen hundred dollar Nikon lens, it will work with your other Nikon cameras that you buy in the future, right? Mm. Like, yes, you're, right, you're buying right. the lens, but you know that the body is not going to last, right? You're you're going to buy a new body in five ah, years, but the lens ah, will still it's still right. glass and it still does this thing. It might have like better autofocus or something, but um, but yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and, and you can switch if you have a Canon, you can use that Nikon lens, but you have to get an adapter, and it it kind of crops the frame on the lens, and so it's not it's not the full uh-huh. quality, but it's like one of those things. It's kind of like watching um, um, uh, Digital Foundry on on YouTube um, uh, from right, Gamer. right. And for people that aren't aware, Digital Foundry 
is a video game focused channel that will be like super zoomed in on their digital monitor showing you the differences between turning off this feature uh-huh. on the video game or this feature and they're just like look at the quality difference when we turn this on and like <laughs> you, it's just it's it's laughable right because like how they're talking it's like a jump from Nintendo 64 graphics to modern day but like you're literally seeing mm-hmm. like the light changed slightly bounced off some reflections it's it, it just it, it's really funny and I, I feel like a lot of times when I get into lenses especially when you're talking about $1,300 lens like the people are like yeah, oh look yeah. when I zoom in here and I'm seeing these refractions off the and I guess if you're spending $1,300 you want to have had the best possible thing right but it's also like I don't right. know if I'd ever notice that I just want to take really good photos of my kid that are a lot better than yeah <laughs> yeah what I can out of the phone but but yeah, right, okay, right. that was a, a tangent. So b- back on your 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 off roading, you okay? You, yeah, the family so, members so, are little on edge, maybe for the off roading portion. Uh, yep, you and Matt are yep. like gung ho. Uh, Matt, Matt, and I were having the time <laughs> of our fucking lives, and because I was driving, Matt was in the the passenger seat. So we were like, Matt was just like, oh, look at this landscape. And I was just like, ah, I was like, this every video game I ever played prepared me for this. You know? <laughs> so what were some of the reactions from the other members in the car? Were, were, were the kids at this point, uh, did they still have their iPads or not iPads? It was DVD players. Yeah, they, they were they were they were deep inside of, uh, you know, like some uh, what what the hell did they watch a lot? Like Tangled. They were deep inside of like watching Tangled and and other Disney movies. So they the kids did. I just love like of like what was twenty going years on. from now. You know, Matt's gonna be like, "Don't you remember we went out and did this, this?" They're like, "We don't remember shit, Dad." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I do remember Tangled. <laughs> right, right. I remember watching Tangled three times <laughs> on that trip. Because that's what she did. It literally on one leg as she watched the movie. <laughs> so, so the kids are good. Um, Melissa's mom, Melissa, lots of lots of yeah. anxiety probably going on <laughs> with that. I mean, which is understandably so. But I tried as the captain. <laughs> I tried to reassure my crew that I got this. You guys just enjoy the scenery. I got this. You know. Nothing nothing was too mm-hmm. crazy until we get to the end of the Valley of the mm-hmm. Gods Road. Okay. And we turn back onto pavement. And at that time, we get, you know, we get signal back. And th- then the GPS, the GPS gets signal back. And it's just like, go, go back this way. And Matt, now granted, I have, I'm just doing what Matt is telling me to do because I'm more worried about having complete control of the vehicle and not worrying about what direction I need to turn. Um, So Matt goes, don't listen to the GPS. They want you to turn left, turn right. And I was like, okay, turn and right. But there's this giant like mountain in front of us. Why am I turning right? How are we getting over this mountain? So this mountain, it actually has a name and it is the, the Mokey Dugway. It's actually been rated on <laughs> America's most dangerous uh-huh. roads. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing a, a, a the, what road Kevin is talking about. Um, it, uh-huh. It'll be the picture of this chapter. 
but you see kind of the route they took and then you see it looks like somebody just messed up the road like the road's like going up on 261 and then it's like (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly So, so as I'm driving along, I all of a sudden see a sign that says 11% grade. (laughs) And then I see another sign that says pavement ends in 500 feet. So I, but, but you know what? I was not, I was not worried. I, I I mean, it, it's, it was in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have done that with the whole family in the car, (laughs) but it was really fucking amazing, and so we're, we start going up, and so the Moki Dugway. It essentially you go from the 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 floor of the Valley mm-hmm. of the Gods, you rise twelve hundred feet in just three miles. So it's intense, steep gravel switchbacks, no guardrails, no nothing. You are one with nature. <laughs> so I'm going up all these switchbacks. The mother-in-law and everybody is literally like Kevin drive on the opposite side of the road, (laughs) which I was like, okay, like that's fine. But if there's another car coming, I'm not going to be able to be over here. But they, they didn't want to take in the scenery because Mm -hmm. they were so worried that I was going to just. So I I, searching Moki Dugway. I didn't search anything else. Right. Uh, The top thing um, on DuckDuckGo from where I'm at is TripAdvisor. You know, it's just it's like uh-huh. so it's obviously a good touring or a tourist thing, right? Right, right. Good, uh, good number two. Spot, yeah, dangerousroads.org. <laughs> the Mokey Dugway. <laughs> number five, Mokey Dugway is one of Utah's most dangerous roads. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome! But it does look gorgeous. So I'll share these links because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. And it's one of those things. It's 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 um unfortunate that they didn't get a really um you know take in the beauty because they were worried about everything i mean it was just it was like so i couldn't really look out too much because i was like you know driving (laughs) but i I just i just remember thinking if there's a heaven on earth this is it because you are just you are in the clouds looking over this vast scenic Mm -hmm. landscape um there was a pull-off spot so I jumped out, Matt jumped out. Again, both of us were just absolutely just loving every single single mm-hmm. part of this. So Matt does snap a picture of me cuz he's just like I got to get you a picture. So I'm going to I'm going to send you this picture of uh when we were on this lookout and we can include this in the show as well. But all of those dirt switchbacks that you see behind me is what I just literally drove up um, as we were coming up the Moki Dugway. Um, so we get to the very top of the Moki Dugway, and it actually turns this this two, I think it's 261, turns back into pavement. So we're we're out of the Valley of the Gods. And actually, I forgot to mention this Moki Dugway is part of what they call the Trail of the Ancients, which it's just like for somebody that likes Lord of the Rings, you can't get any more like splooge worthy than that it's just like i just drove through the valley of the gods and the trail of the um, ancients just searching trail of the ancients and it starts completing you know uh-huh. like you type in a word and the search results starts completing 
Uh-huh. Literally, uh-huh. as you were saying, Lord of the Rings, it says, Trail of the Ancients, Trail of the Ancients Dwarfs. <laughs> I'm like, are there dwarves <laughs> at the Trail of the Ancients? Yeah. <laughs> so we get to the top of the mountain. We're, we're out of the Moki Dugway. We're, we're back on the road. And at that point, we are continuing our journey to Moab. So from that point to where Moab is, is another two hours and 20 minute drive. It's 130 more miles uh, to get to Moab. So at that point, we had been, you know, we had stopped at the the Monument mm-hmm. Valley. We stopped, you know, like Trail of the Ancients take, took a, a lot extra time. So this was like a good 10, 12 hour driving day, like from from the moment we left to, to the moment we actually got into Moab. So we we get into Moab. We finally make there. It's it's dinner time. It's late. It's people are tired. We we get to our hotel. And what was really cool is our hotel actually sat right where the Colorado River runs through. So like right outside of our hotel, boom, there was the Colorado River. Um, so, you know, we find this like local like brewery and, and we go to dinner at. But I just I really liked Moab and I want to go back there because the two things that are really popular in Moab is people go there for mountain biking. Mm -hmm. Apparently, their mountain biking trails are like some of the best in the country. And then also like there was a shit ton of like Jeep rentals and like uh, AT. Well, whatever they call them, not ATVs, but like the the where you sit inside and you know, the, you have the yeah. roll cage um, over the side top. by sides, I think is what they're, they're called. Yeah. So like a ton of those rentals. So there is like tons of trails through Moab. Like people make specific trips just to, to go on those trails. So unfortunately I never got to experience any, anything like that, but it seemed like it was a, a really cool city. Lots of, lots of cool things to do and just like amazing landscapes along with it. So I'm going to leave my story off here. I, I could go on. There's, there's more that we did in Moab. Um, but I think, I think that's enough for today. I, I think we'll just continue this story on, uh, on our next episode. All right. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin, do you have a song to go with leg number three of your journey? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I had just recently come across uh, Dirty Head's new album called Supermoon. And if you look on the album cover, it actually has uh, one of the buttes that uh, we stopped in and took a look at in Monument Valley. So the song for this week is called Lighthouse by Dirty Heads. I'm a flame, I'm a beacon, and I'll go out in the dark and the rain. I'm your lighthouse when you can't stand the pain. Don't you know now I'll keep you safe. I'm your lighthouse. Oh, 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 oh. I'll be your lighthouse. Oh, 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 oh. I'll be your lighthouse. So proud when you're lost in the waves I know life 
you can't find the strength Go through, no now I'll keep you safe on your lighthouse Oh, I'll be your lighthouse Kevin, you ready for another?